0: Ave Maria Mutual Funds, seeking the moral high ground for 20 years. Pro-life, pro-family, and Catholic values have guided
1: us to the top. Magnificat has changed the daily prayer life of millions of Catholics worldwide. Each monthly pocket-sized issue includes prayers for the morning and evening, daily mass prayers and readings, meditations, saints lives essays and more magnificat helps you pray the way the church prays email offers at magnificat.com to request a free copy visit magnificat online by clicking on their website link in the show notes for this episode or download the app free for a month explore magnificat and give your prayer life the beauty it deserves
2: All right, welcome to another episode of uh, what is this called? A reason for hope? A- Candid. It's a- Candid, and we have a special guest with us, Lauren Costabile. Hey. Do You prefer Costabile or Costabile?
3: This is a highly anticipated debate.
2: This is yeah. This is we're just getting <laughs> right to the right to the either meat of the one, matter. Either one. Yeah.
3: Okay. Costabile.
4: Okay. Nice. We'll yeah. go Indecisive. Costabile. Okay. Very cool, Nice. Cool,
2: nice.
3: Cool.
4: nice.
2: <laughs> no, we're so happy to have Lauren here. She is the founder of Hearts of Joy so international.
3: Okay,
2: international 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 or international <laughs> <laughs> how do you like to pronounce that
3: international
2: okay yeah oh, okay <laughs> international <laughs> you're doing such incredible work um you had a gala recently um yes. that went really well um locally that's why you're in town where you're gracing us with your presence oh, um, thank you. <laughs> talk to us about hearts of joy um when did you decide you wanted to start Uh, this nonprofit.
3: All right. So Hearts of Joy is a nonprofit and we provide life-saving heart surgery for individuals with Down syndrome because 50% of them are born with a cardiac defect that requires surgery to repair um, or else it becomes life-threatening.
4: And the international part is, do you just do these surgeries internationally outside of the country or also in the country?
3: Yeah, so uh, we work in Uganda, India, Mexico, the Philippines, and also here in the States. Wow. We counsel women who get the prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome and a heart defect. We mm. help them to choose life, throw baby showers, and just connect them to a cardiac team so that the child could get um, the treatment that they deserve.
4: So do yeah. they do the doctors know that in the womb, that child has that heart defect?
3: Yes. Wow. You could tell that prenatal. Wow. Is-
2: it's amazing what you're doing, and and this is the only nonprofit that that focuses on this issue right there's there's no other yeah there's nothing like this that mm. people can get treatment in this way when when did you realize that like i uh, you know i, I mean did, how much research did you do yeah in deciding like you know i there is a need for this and and i i can be the one to start this i mean that's such a daunting task but it's so needed and so important Mm, yeah
3: thank you yeah so i've always worked with kids with uh disabilities specifically down syndrome i just love them so much um and they bring so much joy and just life into the world um and so i've always worked with kids uh that have this and then i went to school i studied recreational therapy so learning how to do i say like the fun stuff so like music, dance, art therapy with this population. I worked with adults for a long time at an adult day program. And then in 2017, I went to Uganda and I'm always very curious to see how uh, the Down syndrome community is treated in a developing country. And so I made it a point to visit, I think there was about 10 kids in their homes. And what I saw just really shocked me. I mean, these kids are kept inside Uh, they're not part of the community. They're not part of society. They're not seen as an equal member of the, of the community. Um, and there's also like a deep rooted stigma against them because Mm -hmm. they have a disability, um, in a country like Uganda, but specifically down syndrome because it's physical. So you could see on their face Mm -hmm. that they have something different. Mm -hmm. And so they're just treated as less than. And so because of that, there's a lack of awareness, lack of resources. Um, and these kids are not getting the most basic, medical care it's even more for us than just providing the service we're educating communities and families and really building relationships with them because i believe that it's not enough to just send money overseas or really anywhere it's just send money to like put a band-aid on a problem i really believe in the importance of developing relationships with the families with the mothers specifically mm-hmm. um and helping to build them up to be like the parent that God created them to be for mm-hmm. this child to learn how to how to love them really
2: yeah it's also unbelievably transparent like when i was at the gala hearing your presentation you you know exactly where your money is going it's not like you know it, with other nonprofits, some people might, there might be a stigma of like, oh, you just send money and it puts a band- bandaid on a problem. This is, mm. no, we, we know how to treat this. Mm. As you said, also in, in in erasing the stigma as well as the physical surgery, yeah. the money is going directly to these families to be flown out to India. You're in a partnership with the top surgeons in, in India, um, and they're getting life-saving care. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they're flown there. There's food for them while they're staying there. There's mm-hmm. a place for them to stay. They're taken care of and then they're brought home. And then there's that. That um, follow up with Hearts of Joy, making sure that the family is adjusting well, that Mm -hmm. the the child's doing well. How did you get involved with with these surgeons in India?
3: So, in Uganda, the last baby that I had met on the day that I visited all these children was a little baby who was six months old. And her name was Elizabeth, and she had a heart defect, and she also had Down syndrome, and she needed uh, surgery. And so, I really, like, as I was holding her, I felt her heart beat against mine. And God literally said to me, like, audibly, which has never happened before in my life, like, help Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding her and I'm like, but what's wrong with her? Like, she's perfect. She has this beautiful little face and curly brown hair, big brown eyes. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like, no one told me that she even had a heart defect at that point. I just, I could tell by the way she was breathing. It was very labored. She was clearly struggling, Mm -hmm. but her parents had no idea that she had Down syndrome or heart defect. Um, and I just really felt called to help her so that took me on this wild crazy journey of w- just wanting to help her this one child like just help just help this little one is really what God said and so I followed that prompting we finally got her to get a heart scan and she had three holes in her heart so she needed
1: holes. she needed wow. the
3: surgery like as soon as possible. so the other thing to explain is that six months is the perfect age so in America, cool. if a child, has down syndrome and a heart defect they will operate no later than six months Mm -hmm. um but in uganda or even the philippines it's not always the case because of lack of resources or awareness um and so i knew that um and so i knew okay like we need to help her like right now Mm -hmm. um and what happens is like not to get too intense into it but basically the holes so like they they the blood flows in all the different parts of the body that's not supposed to and the holes are like remained open and so what happens after a certain period of time is that you can't repair the lungs without the heart failing you can't repair the heart without the lungs failing and so they just say the child is inoperable they'll never get the surgery and they probably won't survive past 10 years old Mm. Um, so that's the fate of the children that we're helping so it's really time sensitive it's very urgent Um, and so I knew this with this baby and so so, once we found out that she needed a heart uh, surgery, I had also met, um, I had also taught a class mm-hmm. when I was in Uganda to a bunch of mothers about Down syndrome. And I explained, like, this is the physical features. This is what it looks like. If you ever see a child like this, take them to the hospital and get their heart checked. That's the most important thing you could do. Mm-hmm. And so I get a call from the translator of that class that she was out, like, in a village somewhere and she had met a baby who had down syndrome because of what i said in the class Mm -hmm. and so uh mother Teresa talks about that ripple effect which is like you really never know the power of like just being obedient i just felt like i was supposed to do that and teach these mothers and then god really like used that in such a powerful way and so we found out that baby also had two holes in her heart Mm -hmm. and also needed surgery so Mm -hmm. i made A video online like any millennial and i posted it on facebook instagram and i just said i need to raise money for for her to get her surgery and it was five thousand dollars in uganda at that time so this was in 2018 and so i start to get the money uh like four thousand five thousand and then we keep raising the money. So I'm like, oh, okay, this must be for something else. And so I love Mother Teresa, as you all know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I said, uh, Novena, or I was praying to Mother Teresa um, for her help. And also I love the way that she prayed on numbers. She prayed really specifically like, okay, I need X amount of money for this or that like she was opening a children's home in Calcutta and she prayed I forget how much it was but down to the scent like she prayed oh, wow. very specific mm-hmm. and so um that's like one of my favorite stories because then the next day there was an Indian couple that was getting married and so they showed up at the convent and they like knock on her door and they tell her oh like here's all our money from our wedding and it was literally down to the scent and she was like <laughs> wow. okay yeah like of course like now I can open the children's home like mm-hmm. Her conviction yeah. ran so deep. It wasn't like she was commanding things of God, but she she really trusted. Mm-hmm. And so I try to emulate that with everything that I do with Hearts of Joy, even just in my own life. But because I know that God asked me to do this mission, I'm like, oh, well, he's gonna take care of it then because yeah. mm. it's out of my control and it's, it's what he wants. Obviously, I'm being obedient and I also want it, <laughs> but it's really what God wants. Mm-hmm. And so... I was just praying for like the extra money to get to 10,000 so we could do the surgery for both the girls. And uh, I checked the GoFundMe, we're at 9,000. And I asked specifically, cause I was like, I don't want like 500 and 200 and 300. I was like, I want 1,000, pray like Mother Teresa. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so
3: I checked the GoFundMe and like literally in that moment we get 1,000. So we get mm-hmm. the last donation. So I'm ready to get Sheesh. on a plane to go to Uganda to cause I'm thinking, okay, like they're, you know, we'll go to Uganda, we'll get the operations. I was learning at this point, God was really building what Hearts of Joy is now through this experience. And then I get a call saying, Like the girls were rejected from the hospital. They're taken off the list because they have Down syndrome. And so I learned there the harsh reality of how these kids are not prioritized solely because they have a disability. Mm. And so I emailed every organization, literally in the world. This is how I know there's thousands. Mm. um, Because I contacted all (laughs) of them. Literally all (laughs) of them, every hospital in the States. And I was like, I'm not going to give up. And everyone kept rejecting them. So I was like, God, did I get the lines crossed? Because here I am, like, I was so sure that this was the way, yet I'm sitting on $10,000 and two babies that are really time-sensitive and there's nowhere to send them. And so finally I get an email. It's literally, like, five months later because I, like, forgot at this point who I contacted because it was so many people. Um, And I get an email and it says, hi, like, we've accepted both of these girls for surgery, but we Mm -hmm. need to take them to India. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Mother Teresa worked in India cool. <laughs> this is great. I'm like, I don't know what part, but, uh, like where this hospital was. And so I keep reading and they say, I just want to let you know that the hospital where we're sending you, um, wh- like the founder of that hospital is an Indian cardiologist named Dr. Devi Shetty, who was mother Teresa's personal cardiologist what up until wow. the day that she died.
0: <laughs> Incredible. So I'm like,
3: I praying this <laughs> to Mother Teresa. And then she literally sent us her cardiologist. Wow. wow.
1: The biggest God Right? I was
3: like, <laughs> okay, this is the way. Um, it, this is the way. Yeah. I was like, okay. Don't doubt can... me, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, okay, noted. You're in control. Um,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Ave Maria Mutual Funds is an industry leader in morally responsible investing. Launched in 2001, their six funds adhere to strong pro-life and pro-family values. Match your investments to your moral beliefs. Call Ave Maria Mutual Funds today. Toll free 1-866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com The advisor invests in securities only if they meet the fund's investment and religious requirements, and as such, the return may be lower or higher than if the advisor made decisions based solely on investment considerations. The fund's method of security selection may or may not be successful, and the fund may underperform or outperform the stock market as a whole. All mutual funds are subject to market risk, including possible loss of principal. For a prospectus, which includes objectives, risks, fees, charges, expenses, and other information that should be read and considered carefully before investing, call 1-866-AVE-MARIA. That's 1-866-283-6274 or visit AveMariaFunds.com Distributed by Ultimus Fund Distributors, LLC. So if you're wondering how you can help this ministry, rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help others hear it as well as sharing it with your friends and your family. So join us in this mission by rating, reviewing, or sharing this episode with someone you think needs to hear it. And we want to thank you for your continued support of A Reason for Hope Podcast.
3: Yeah, so I went to India with them. I was there for a month. Uh, Elizabeth got her surgery a day after her first birthday, so that's how much time had passed, uh, but she was still operable, thank God. Mm. And then oh. they told us that Priscilla, because she was older, that she wasn't able to get the surgery, that she was inoperable. Mm. Um, how old like, was she? She was two and a half. Oh, mm. wow. And so she ended up passing when she was five,
0: because
3: mm. um, she never got the surgery, but I, I learned there that like this was much bigger than me that there are so many other Elizabeth's and Priscilla's, hundreds of kids, thousands that that need this service that are not getting it. Because of my own background of like my experience with this population and just these are the people I love the most on this earth, I really felt God say, okay, you have to do something to change Mm -hmm. this. So I filed for nonprofit status like soon after that in 2019, we got the approval. And then the rest is history, and now we've been, mm. yeah, helping kids in five countries. And but that's how, sorry, back to your question, like 20 minutes ago, You're not. <laughs> that's how we got in touch with the Indian doctor because throughout that quest of me trying to find uh, operation for these girls, I had called somehow through someone. We got in touch with the hospital that we're now working at, mm. and he's now like our yeah our shining cardiologist and he's amazing. I say he's like the male mother Teresa because mm. when I first visited that hospital with my team, uh, like people were just giving their babies to him and i was like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, he just, the whole team there is just so dedicated and that's really what was the most important to me because I, I saw how they're discarded even in the hospital systems. It's been really, yeah, hard and challenging in a lot of ways, but really beautiful too. And to honor... Like Priscilla's life, that's that's the best part, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like she was here for five years, but she she changed my life, she changed her family's life, she like her life had value even though she was only on this earth for a short amount of time.
5: It's about five thousand dollars of surgery.
3: Uh it's ten thousand.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: So mm-hmm. we're flying kids, right. we're paying for food, we're paying right. for visas and passports. I mean
4: But that's all included in yeah. the ten thousand dollars. So we so say like, like, like the treatment
3: thing? for one child is ten thousand.
4: And do both parents get to go or just one?
3: Just one. Okay. Um, and usually it's the mother or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we say the grandma's the jaja. So either the jaja or an auntie or, a, or the mom.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to break that down just so so people know like $10,000, yeah. the process is okay. Yeah. One parent is flown to India with yeah. the child. How that, yeah. how that works.
3: Yeah. So uh, we also have like social workers and nurses in every mm-hmm. country that's on the ground. I travel like... Every other month to go be with them for a significant amount of time, um, but we're also in all these countries, mm-hmm. so I can't be. I can't bilocate yet. Praying <laughs> for it because that'd be really cool, um, but I can't do it. Um, but yeah, so once they apply, then there's a whole like criteria that we follow. There's a vulnerability scale to see, um, you know, how how needed we are because mm-hmm. there are other resources. So sometimes we'll have to refer just because our wait list. Is really long also and mother Teresa also said like she doesn't just serve the poor she serves the poorest of the poor and that's also what I feel my call is um so we have a whole like scale that we go off of we say like we walk with them through the whole process mm-hmm. um and then once a the child's accepted then um yeah they're accompanied by the nurse and the social worker and working through all these issues um because it's a lot imagine Here, that's even a lot. If your child had to go through this, uh, you know, surgery or operation in the hospital, it's really overwhelming even for us here when we know they're getting the best medical care. Um, But we know and we can be educated on like what that process would be like. No one really explains things to them. And so that's our job. It's just like and it sounds like silly, but even something as small as like the fact that they're going to have an oxygen mask on before they go to sleep and anesthesia, like we practice with the kids with like a fake
0: Mm -hmm. oxygen mask
3: because some of them have sensory issues so it's like okay we're gonna do it for two seconds and play like Baby Shark and then if you could keep it on like it's like a whole thing like little we're like very um, intentional about the details because Mm. to me I, I don't I don't care where you live. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what your financial status is. Like you deserve to be treated with dignity mm-hmm. and love. Also these beads that I'm wearing, like these bracelets is uh, something we've, uh, they're like beads from Uganda. So we bring mm. a ton of them and we use this as like a a coping activity for the moms. They love making it mm-hmm. um, wow. in the hospital because it's like a tactile thing. So it's good for like yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And also they, really pride themselves. So, I mean, they're really... I mean, I didn't make any of these. They made them all. Um, mm-hmm. They're really, really good at it, too, and they love it. They're, like, playing music. It becomes, like, a joyful moment within, like, the darkness or the sadness, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, intensity of the hospital.
2: Stress. Yeah. 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 yeah, so there's... Unknown.
3: While the kids are getting surgery, I I do this with them. Yeah. I are mean, <laughs> treating um, the child and
2: the parent yeah, that's with both. them. I mean, they yeah. both need it. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing.
3: Um, and then afterwards, they you know, they go to the follow-ups at the hospital and we're in communication. I mean, I still talk to all the families now. Like some of the kids are like five, six. Wow. I think our oldest kid is like 12 oh, well,
0: that's um, great.
3: years old. So we still keep in touch with all of them and um, we'll help aid them financially one year after surgery. And it's sort of like a weaning off process. Like we, cause I want to help them and I want to empower them. I don't just want to give them everything. Mm. So even in the process, yeah. like even if they, they have to pay a certain amount for like this one specific test before getting on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And we tell them right when they're accepted, hey, are you able to save up? Because that that month, it's three months to prepare to leave. So we're preparing a group in July. So we've been preparing them. Mm -hmm. So they know this is how much this Fit to Fly exam is Mm -hmm. uh, just because it dignifies them as a parent. Like you want to be able to provide for your family. And I don't want to strip them from that either, even though I know that they... They need our help.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: But I want them to be involved and included and mm.
4: understand. Yeah. Did, yeah. Didn't Monsignor Mannion say that that was a Mother Teresa thing as well?
3: Oh, really?
0: Like that empowering he responsibility? That he
4: said they would take the kids mm. somewhere on a bus ride and he was asking them for money and she said, What are you doing? They don't have to pay for this. And he said, "But they're gonna they're gonna value it more if they they think they have to pay for it. Mm. So it was like two dollars or something. Mm. They brought the two dollars, and as soon as they got off the bus, they handed the money back to them. (laughs) But it was just this idea of like you you value something more (laughs) if you think that you're paying for it, right? You know, right." Like, well, if yeah, you made it, a kid pay for music lessons, they'd probably value it more than just mm, giving kids mm, a music lesson, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's yeah. just... But that's. But <laughs> Ma- no, Mannion so did true. say that, and I think that they got in an argument about it. Um, <laughs> I love that. But <laughs> Yeah. No, so, but I, I totally agree with that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It's so true. Yeah. We look for that. We look for the families that, that care. It doesn't mean they... They have the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. That's where we come in, but we want to know that they're invested. I
4: was going to um, ask if yeah. you brought the people from the Philippines to India as well, or if there it was. It depends. A Sometimes spot we there. do, hmm. uh,
3: because in the Philippines, they can do the most basic surgeries, hmm. but then the more complex ones for both countries, we send to India. Hmm. Okay. And then wow. we have our other hospital in Mexico where they can do the operations in Mexico. Oh, uh, wow. So it's just like a different, it's different everywhere because wow. of mm-hmm. what's available. Hmm. Um, And just, yeah, culturally, like what works and financially and every family when I'm like, oh yeah, like this is similar. Every single family is incredibly unique and different and Mm -hmm. we have to like, just adapt to what's best for that child. Yeah.
2: That's what sets Hearts of Joy apart, I think, is because you walked with that first family, mm-hmm. you got to see all the pitfalls of being right. like, I know how to navigate this. Mm-hmm. And I know how to yeah. direct the funds properly to avoid these pitfalls right. mm-hmm. of getting caught up with the money essentially going <laughs> nowhere, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. No, it's it's. You amazing. said you're
5: in five countries. Yeah. So Philippines, Uganda, India, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. Mexico.
2: and
3: then here in the states. Mm. Oh,
2: okay. Cool. No, I, just like the surgery is strengthening the heart, you know, it's like the heart has to be strong in order to pump the blood to the rest of the body. So it's like you're strengthening your mm. core of where you are established Ooh. now. Yeah. Wow. And you're changing the communities <laughs> around there, and that's just like that yeah. pumping of of hope and influence. Yeah. Th- from that village to the city to the to the country, really? you know, and it's out from from in. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> if you want to take that, no. <laughs> yeah. steal free that. of charge, free we'll of put charge. Put that on our website.
0: It's a new mission statement. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> the new mission statement.
0: So right. <laughs> I'm curious about um the cultural shift when you go to these countries, especially in regards to the faith. Because I know you're Catholic. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you're super faith forward. Yeah. Is that something that you have to like put on the re- put on reserve when you're consoling and comfort holy smokes comforting the families
3: (laughs) yeah i mean we help people of all different beliefs so um but i think the way that i am or the nature of yeah just how god created me or the ways that i feel that i could like assist Mm -hmm. i would ask them how do you pray do you want to pray do you want us to pray with you Mm -hmm. like we ask these different kinds of questions what would comfort you in this moment Mm -hmm. so um and also back to mother Teresa, like she she showed her faith by her actions and that's also something that i feel mm. called to and mm. even our team like yeah. everything i do is deeply rooted in the fact that i'm catholic and my faith but the ways that we yeah help these people it just depends yeah and also we're we're going into these places that have really uh difficult uh how do i say this just cultures that that believe really difficult things sure. like there's a lot of like witchcraft mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of that in Uganda there's some in the Philippines mm-hmm. as well like especially surrounding children with disabilities so it's hard because the belief system that they have grown up like believing to be true we come in and we're like that's absolutely false yeah. so we're we're met with a lot of resistance so that's hard too in the beginning mm-hmm. but Like you were saying, like the biggest thing is building that trust. And I believe that the way we do that is through relationship. It's like anything with evangelization. You can't just be like, Jesus is our Lord and Savior, like on the street corner. Like maybe someone will respond to you and agree, but it's the approach. Sure. So the way that we do that is by loving them first, like Mm -hmm. as a child of God and showing them dignity and care. And, um, yeah.
4: My question is, Mm how what are the differences between um the healthcare system in india and the philippines and the united states not necessarily the facilities and the doctors themselves but the way that they approach you when you come in with Mm. a child who needs surgery because you had just said something like you think that you're working in all these developing countries and it's kind of not that it should be expected but I guess it's not surprising when they say, "Oh, well, we're not going to do that because they have Down syndrome." It's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? They're not educated yeah. as much as the United States. Mm. So how how are you met in the United States?
3: Yeah, it's mm. also it's deeply cultural, and also it's a it's mm. not necessarily a lack of education; it's a lack of. Uh, Like, resources. So, like, in a country like the Philippines or Uganda, like, there's hundreds if not thousands of kids that need cardiac surgery. So, they're always just, maybe not always, God is great and maybe one day this will change and I don't have a job anymore. But, um, Mm -hmm. like... They, it's easy for them to just discard the kids with Down syndrome or disabilities gotcha. because, because the need
4: is so high. they
3: say that they have other complications mm-hmm. or comorbidities. And
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, even though that's not necessarily always medically true, sometimes our kids need extra care and sometimes they don't. It would be the exact same result gotcha. as a typical child or a child with Down syndrome gotcha. um, as far as the heart defect. But yeah, that's how it is in those countries. And then here in the States, We have other problems because we can tell prenatally. Mm -hmm. So they're Mm. really forced uh, or they use this like fear tactic to like tell the woman to terminate Mm. Um, and Mm. Down syndrome in and of itself. Yes, but even with the heart defects So we had worked with a mother who um, had a child who had the most complex, it's like four holes in every chamber and Mm -hmm. then a big hole in the middle. And they were like, I went to every ultrasound with this mother and every single appointment, they were like, so... Like, do you want to keep the baby? And she didn't speak English. She spoke Spanish. So I oh, had my you, translator. We talked
4: about this. I yeah, think I, I remember, told you this. I yeah, I was going to ask much. you to share the yes. story. So
3: so that was very eye-opening because I really saw it from the inside of how the medical system just discriminates right then and there. Mm-hmm. I was able to advocate mm-hmm. for that mother um, through the translator and telling the doctors, look, like this woman is seven months pregnant, like visibly, like, yeah. and even if she wasn't, like we're still keeping this child. Like, yeah we're happy that he has down syndrome and we're going to help him get the heart surgery he needs like it's not yeah it's not scary to us um mm. but it's because of the way that we framed it to her and explaining it and this mother was beautiful and she actually had a a neighbor that she grew up with at home uh she's from ecuador and she had a beautiful experience of someone with down syndrome so she like never even thought to get rid of the child. Mm -hmm. But it was the, she almost was like coerced into it for lack of like understanding English and because that's what they do.
5: Pressure. Um, And you were advocating and didn't, I think, did you say that you were getting some vibe from the doctors? They're like who, like, who are you? Like, why are you?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I why? mean, we don't need to get into it here, but <laughs> I think when people see me coming, they're like, we got to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're like, we don't want to deal with this crazy lady. But I feel like God's made me this way for a yeah. reason because I like will fight for this mm-hmm. till the day I die. Oh, like, I yeah. I just won't allow people to just talk about these children in this way, any child, but specifically because they have down syndrome. What if we could tell other things prenatally? What if we could tell if you were gonna, I don't know, be a violent person yeah, or an yeah, alcoholic? Yeah. Like it's like mm-hmm. either way, none of that, mm-hmm. none of point. that should matter. I think it's our our view of society is like, well, what are you gonna do with your life? How much money are you gonna make? Mm. What are you gonna do for me? It's like that's the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you have value just because you are. You were created by God, so you have a purpose here. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have a disability. It doesn't matter if you sit on the street corner your whole life and do nothing else. Like God still created you and like these kids are no different. Mm -hmm. No one should be able to say like, they don't deserve to be here.
2: No, I mean, it's amazing to see what hearts of joy is doing. And then on the flip side, places like Iceland that, like oh, yeah. have all but eradicated down uh, syndrome and it's like oh you, you're like you you hear that and you that. think oh did they cure it or something not that it needs a cure yeah, I'm like, it doesn't but need like cure. did they f- you know is there some sort of solve and it's just no the no. prenatal screenings are just like you 100%. should abort it. and they're like okay and then just everyone yeah. is basically a, it's what
4: like, like, the Telios act was yeah but not yeah. it's just it's mandated it's mandated yeah. but mm-hmm. it's, basi- no, it's like, it's that like actually iceland. happening yeah pretty Whoa. much iceland
3: denmark ireland that's crazy yeah even italy i think Mm, yeah. I mean I, we're pretty close in America like yeah, yeah. we're high up there with the abortion right.
2: rate. yeah that's mm. why that that's why that film is like it's not have that you seen crazy because it? mm-hmm. it's in the film it's a mandated so abortion state right Whereas it, but in reality it's like it's pretty close to that because mm. it's like well why yeah. wouldn't you mm-hmm. abort straight up eugenics yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
5: Mm. so I know, um but... I have a question um how has your work with these kids and these families and hearts of joy international mm-hmm. affected your relationship with Jesus, your, your Catholic yeah. faith. Like, how has that evolved? Cause I, I, I knew you when you were working for ray of hope, mm-hmm. um, before you really took hearts of joy full time, full time. Yeah. And I mean, your faith was like rock solid then like, how has it evolved mm-hmm. through your work?
3: Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's really grown and it's taught me to like really trust, mm-hmm. um, god because i have no other choice like i said he's he's uh he's in control to really trust but also to be obedient so i say like i often contemplate our lady's fiat like when the Mm. angel gabriel came and said you know you are to birth the son of god she could have been like oh no no that's not for me or she could have (laughs) even hesitated but (laughs) she didn't she just said be it done to me according to thy Mm. word and i just often think about that when god's asking me these things because sometimes they can make sense to me and sometimes they don't, but Mm. either way it's like, it will be my greatest, like it will lead to my greatest peace and fulfillment if I'm obedient and like my humanity sometimes gets in the way and it's hard. Um, But yeah, I think it's really taught me trust Mm. and, and obedience and I'm like praying for peace and clarity every single day. And you know, it's just really, it's really brought me closer. And also it's like, you can't do this work without having a relationship with God. You yeah. can't. And anyone who says that they they can, like they're going to quit soon or their mm. nonprofit's going to dissolve. Like it's just impossible because of the challenges that arise and mm. just the people that we're ministering to and the children we're helping. It's just, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but it's also the most beautiful thing that's brought mm. me so much joy and mm. it will always be worth
5: it. What's but, your favorite place you, you visited?
3: I love Uganda. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's
3: just yeah. because that's where God like, spoke to me and that's where the inspiration was born. So yeah. that will always just have my heart. Nice. You know? What made
4: you go to Uganda in the first place?
3: So my best friend, Claire, Mm. um, lives there and she has her own nonprofit called Imprint Hope. So she is an occupational therapist. She works with kids with all disabilities, um, doing occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, helping kids learn how to walk and talk Mm. and feed. And so a lot of my kids that have gotten surgery, they'll come back from India and then she'll like teach them how to walk. And
2: Mm. yeah,
3: so it's been really special. But
0: that's cool.
2: we get to
3: work together. Mm. Yeah. It's been really nice.
2: How can people get involved with uh, Hearts yeah. of Joy?
3: Yeah. Visit our website, com, and follow us on social media. Message us. Email us. I'd love to hear from everyone. And yeah. That's awesome. really it. Follow us. Like us. You know, all the things. We have a YouTube with a bunch of videos where we highlight the kids' mm-hmm. stories. So oh, that's, that's cool.
2: Really oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. No, they're, cool they're amazing. See. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, well done
3: really takes you into it and maybe that would answer some of your questions you know if people could see the videos
2: yeah after this watch the videos I
3: know it's hard to explain sometimes yeah. but yeah
5: yeah go check them out we'll put we'll put yeah. a link in the show notes for sure oh. yeah yeah, yeah. thanks Lauren Thanks, hey, yeah.
3: guys yeah. This was
5: Lauren Costabile, Lauren everybody thank you <laughs> yeah. works. international <laughs> <does>. international, <laughs> international. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ciao uh, Ciao. Adios. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. We're happy to be a part of your faith journey. Stay connected with us by following us on your favorite social media platform at r 4 h podcast. That's letter R, number four, letter H, podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the video footage of this episode. See the show notes for additional resources. Until next episode, peace be with you.